Welcome to Cross-Platform Podcast. We are here to discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot. And I'm Mark Gelwix. And today we're going to talk about Apple, Google, and Samsung hardware announcements this week. Apple did their October event. Google then did another event announcing the Pixel phones. And then Samsung decided that they needed to also have an event. So yeah, it we was... have cover um, in other podcasts what we did. We, we sit on anything but idle and discuss each show. So we decided not to cover the shows, but how this affect your productivity, your gear. So you see these shows, you see the news, you browse and see how they release this and that. What that means to you. And that's what we want to begin discussing today. Yeah, it's really interesting looking back at the events of, I'm going to say the past two weeks, because I'm going to lump in the Microsoft event as well. Mm -hmm. This is hardware season. I mean, it's it's almost trick-or-treating time here in the U.S., and we get our treats as they roll out all these new hardware tools. And there's a lot of them there that, of course, this is sales and marketing, and they're promoting the benefits of each of these items. But after all is said and done, and after all these events are gone, we have to go back and we have to look and say, at some point, we're going to make a decision as to whether or not we're going to spend hard-earned money on or not. various things. And the real question that I get into all the time is, is it going to make an impact in my platform? And I have to force myself to wait till later on after the events, because it's real easy to get up, get caught up in shiny object syndrome where, hey, you've got the coolest, neatest features. I'll, ad I'll admit that I was running into that uh, watching the Google event because they're talking about you know, the camera capabilities and the Tensor chip and all of the, the new functionality and the look and feel is very nice and the screens. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, that's some really nice hardware. That, that, maybe that could make a difference. Maybe I should switch off of my Samsung Note and move over to that. But I have to go back and quantify it. And I have to say, okay, one, is the gain I'm going to get from that acquisition mm -hmm. equal to the amount of disruption it's going to create to get to there? Not even just the physical cost, but by turning things upside down a little bit, by replacing something in your platform, much less adding something in, are you really going to see that benefit? And it's tough when you look at all of these types of events because some of those announcements are really impressive hardware the apple one for example you look at the macbook pros you look at you're running those m1 pro chips and the m1 max chips that is some seriously powerful hardware without a doubt and it could potentially make a huge impact if you have a need for that power but there's a significant price for admission i mean we were talking about it it's three grand in some cases just to mm -hmm. get the machine rolling so from a platform standpoint you know, especially this cross-platform that we we like to look at things we have to decide what's the actual 
direct benefit? And at what point does it make sense to fit this into the equation? Looking back at the Microsoft event, for example, it's been about two weeks now, I believe. And the initial releases, everybody was hyped about the new Surface Pro Xs and the Surface Go 3s and the Surface Duo 2s and all of that stuff. But now as you look at the text coming out about those devices when they're hands-on with people, people are going, well, they're not quite what they were hyped to be. They're not quite as good as they could be. They're not quite as good as we'd like them to be. Well, if I had made that immediate decision and said, yep, you know what? I'm going to get myself a Surface Go 3. I'm going to make it part of my system. I could regret that. I could regret that significantly. And if it's something where I'm adding a device in or I'm adding some hardware in that it's just an extension of my platform, that's one thing. Or it doesn't disrupt everything, that's one thing. But if I'm going and I'm buying a whole new computer or replacing my entire phone or something along, along that line, that's a harder thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to sound negative about it because I should always be excited about the opportunities for new tools to, to help make things better. But I'm curious, Augusto, what you think when you see announcements like what Microsoft brought out and what Apple brought out and what Google brought out, how do you evaluate them as part of your platform? And I need to make a distinction in there between what I do now and what I may have done years back. Okay. Um, for me now, it it works really different than what I will have done, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe more. For me, I, I used to believe that the advantage of speed was going to provide at the end of the day an advantage to this. And what I discover is that that may be true, but the setting of the new device and all that takes so long that it's not worth it in many cases for the little advantage you get with the speed and those things. So because of that, today I'm probably in a much slower upgrade path than most people. The other thing that is happening is I think 20 years ago, those difference in hardware were really significant. Okay, even you knew the, you know, on the Windows days, you know, if you don't upgrade the machine, you could not upgrade the operating system. Okay, because the machine, even if you had a good machine, was going to be too slow. That was broken with Windows 10, but no, with Windows 7. But before that, you know, in order to move, you needed a faster machine. Hardware now is so ahead of the software curve that you can keep it for much longer and be fine. So, so that's an important distinction to, to make. The second thing is, okay, now that I'm not in the hurry, I don't necessarily feel that my machine need to be that fast. And so my cycles are much longer and are really based on software. 
as soon as the software cannot upgrade, then I replace the machine. And right now I am on that case with a MacBook Air that I have, that is a 2013 machine, but Apple already said this machine cannot be upgraded anymore. So it will be replaced soon, but it will be replaced not because the machine is not doing, the machine is doing everything that I need. It may be faster, yes, but none of the things that I do on that machine are daily nor critical for me to have the fastest hardware. The iPad instead, that's that's a different game for me. My, that's the day, but even with that one, I keep or kept my original iPad Pro until this year. Why? Because there was no real reason for upgrade. I didn't use the camera. That was one of the major upgrades. I had a 5.12 version with data. I There was nothing yet that I could mm-hmm. not accomplish. When I made the upgrade, it was a conscious upgrade in the sense that I wanted a second device to do certain things. So it was a great timing because my original iPad was still good enough to be that use really useful second device. And then later on, I could upgrade that one again and move the other, what what is going to be now the old iPad, the Mm -hmm. M1, move it as the backup machine. So, but that changed for me, that changed significantly. How about you? See, it's fascinating to me because I've been thinking about it a little bit. Let's look at Google, for example. One of the things that they touted in their presentation around the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro is that it's going to get five years of updates. And as soon as we hear that, as technology people, we hear that and go, oh, that is great. You're going to get five years of security updates and software updates on this device that you've bought. Are you going to be keeping the device for five years? Mm -hmm. Is that going to make you make decisions to delay other upgrades because you know it will continue to go for X number of years. Phones have traditionally worked on a two to three year cycle with carriers. Well, now that's getting drawn out further and further. Chromebooks, Chromebooks can last, you know, five, seven, almost 10 years in some cases. When you look at those devices, yeah, they're probably doing the job just fine. They are working great for what you've asked them to do. I think it's okay to allow yourself to say, yeah, I'm going to use this tech that, quote, isn't state of the art anymore, but it does its job and it does its job well. And I think that is an important difference. No, the technology may not be a state of the art, but again, it's still work well. It is still work really good that that was not the case. You know, I remember when, you know, you get the pension and you get a pension too. The difference was significant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, except with the MacBook Pro that Apple announced this week, all the other difference has been gradual difference. Yeah. There is nothing being radical. This machine was a radical difference. The question is, okay, do you need that much power now? Because mm-hmm. it's a, I had a client who comments, should I upgrade? And in this particular case, the answer was yes. 
And I had another person who called me, a friend of mine, say, are you upgrading? And I say, no, you know, will be the equivalent for me to have a little dinghy, okay, with a 25 horsepower motor and then go and buy me a four 250 diesel so I can hold that thing in town. Sorry, I don't use any hungry power application. So that is important because... The applications that most people use every day used to be power hungry, mm-hmm. and they are not anymore. You know, no, Outlook, you're... Excel, yeah. PowerPoint, Word used to require so much power to run. Mm-hmm. But now the hardware specs are in a point where they are not considered high consumption, We've talked... power consumption. We've talked so much about using cloud-based applications. Cloud-based applications don't require that level of power to operate. Nowhere near that level of power. They function just fine. But in those specialized cases, if you're doing video production, audio production, and you know, developing, compiling code, yeah, that big iron makes, makes sense. And there are certain times, there are certain leaps where I can justify saying, yeah, it makes sense to take that step. For an example of that, well, the Pixel phones are a good example of if somebody asked me, hey, I have a Pixel 4, Pixel 5, should I upgrade? My answer is, yeah, if you have an opportunity to upgrade, I would upgrade. Not because it's offering all kinds of crazy new features, but because they've changed the core of the way the phone is built, that new tensor chip gives them the opportunity to bring you new functionality in the future. Well, if you don't have that chip, you're not going to be able to leverage that new functionality two years down the road, three years down the road. So it does make sense to take that step and upgrade to it. Do you have to do it the day it comes out? No, absolutely not. But it is a worthwhile step because it's it's a sea change in the hardware itself. Now, things like, you know, the Surface Duo 2 and, and that type of a device. Yeah, it may be a sea change for your platform if you're running off an old system because now you're going to be reaping bigger benefits. But that has to be a significant change for it to warrant that kind of a disruption within the environment. So things like the the MacBooks, I get it. I don't use MacBooks. But if I had an old MacBook that was on the processor version prior to the M1, I would be saying, yeah, it makes sense to make that upgrade. Does it make sense to make the upgrade all the way up to, you know, a Max or a Pro? Well, that's going to be dependent on what my actual usage is and how much money I'm willing to spend. But just that that jump makes sense. And I'll parallel it to, for example, cars. If you have an old vehicle and you decide to go buy a new vehicle mm-hmm. because it's much more fuel efficient, you may be looking at numbers on these cars. You may be looking at a car that has lower horsepower than the one that you have. It has lower torque than the one that you have. But the engine is much more efficient because it's built with better, newer technology. Therefore, you're going to get the end result of that improved efficiency. That has to be decided as part of your platform, though. If we if we look at the technology itself, 
comparing those items to say, okay, does it make sense? Really is the core question. So I always try to do a reset with myself after these kinds of events, because it's really easy to, to want to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get that. I want that. I want, cause I'm a bleeding edge kind of guy. I love right. that kind of stuff. <laughs> Completely admit to that. So what I do is I force myself to do an exercise. I take whatever I have already and I say, okay, that's all new. That's all cool tech that they just rolled out. What about the tech that I already have? Do I not know? Mm -hmm. What features are in the applications that I'm using every day that I don't know or I haven't tried? There's two purposes. One, as Augusto, you and I always tell people, learn your tools. Learn your tools right. inside out and sideways. Get comfortable with them. But secondarily, it gives you that little dopamine hit of, hey, it's something new. It's something cool. I'm going to get that new shiny object result out of something I already have. So after all these events this week, for example, I've been taking a lot of time going back into and digging into one particular application that works across my platform. And I've learned a bunch of things about it. And it's gotten me excited about not only that application, but the tools I've already invested in and mm -hmm. the platform as a whole. And if we think about the amount of money that we invest in these tools, and we all know that we only really get maybe 20 to 30% of their maximum capability out of any given tool. Well, if you can squeeze another 10, 15, 20% out of it, that's huge. That's a much greater return on investment. So like, think about your phone. How many apps on your phone are you completely familiar with? I look at mine and I, I would say maybe 15% of them. Yeah. I know how to use all of them, but I guarantee there's features in every one of them that could help me that I'm not even aware that they're there. And, I, and that is, you made a really important point, but also is what do you think this device will bring you? Okay. So for example, you know, I look on the, one of the announcements on the Apple event was the AirPods. Okay. I have AirPods. I use them daily and I already make the purchase. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I knew the purchase was coming, given that's giving me, okay. Mm -hmm. And I've been waiting for that to upgrade these ones because, well, they are getting old or it's time to, to upgrade for the same version or upgrade for a newer version either way. So that's where you need to figure it out. Okay. The, on the last event, not not so far ago, at the beginning of, of mid-September, the Apple announced the iPad Mini. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was worse for me to upgrade to the iPad Mini. And the answer, after a lot of thinking, was no. Even though you go back and you look at those presentations and you go, "That would be really good to have." Oh, I, I still really, want it. I would, yeah, I would really like to have that. But that's more of a person, that's a want, not a need. Correct. And that's, that's where we always go back to in doing that assessment of changing your platform. You really need to make that list of 
what are the things that I need this change to do versus what are the things I want this change to do? And that is where the key goes. And admit it, it took me a lot of dollars and a lot of time to learn that difference to, and that was what made, as I was saying early, my upgrade cycles now much, much longer. Yeah, and that, I agree. I, I think it's okay to have longer upgrade cycles, especially on hardware anymore. It used to be hardware really improved itself very rapidly. Moore's law would kick in every 18 months. You had better processors and things like that. That's not necessarily the case anymore. We don't see that impact as rapidly in recent time, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So if you're investing in something and you say, you know what, I'm planning on keeping this for the next few years, this the next three, four years. One, recognize how long of a period that actually is and how many changes are likely to happen. If we think about phones, for example, if I'm going to invest in a phone now and say I'm going to keep it for the next three years as I get update cycles, you're really talking about two more phone releases that are going mm -hmm. to happen while you own that phone. Are you going to be okay with saying, you know, that those releases are really cool, but I'm going to exhibit self-control and not get those. It's not easy. Matter and that's fact, a, no, 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 no. Vendors count on us not being able to do that. Right. It, it is not easy without any question. And as I was reflecting on the question, why do I watch these events? Well, there are two reasons for me. One is clients, obviously, mm -hmm. that will come and ask me and, you know, but the second one is understand where it allows me to do a check of my tools, not necessarily to upgrade, but to understand how effective they are still, or they still are, or, okay, it's time, you know, as happened at the beginning of this year, when the iPad Pro M1 came mm -hmm. out, I look, I analyze that one versus mine and say, okay, mm -hmm. now the gap is big enough plus the keyboard, plus the, the, there was no one factor. There was a series of factor that when put together made reasonable to make the update. And then I did it. Mm -hmm. But it's that is evaluate what you want versus one you need and what is the effect that is going to bring. Yes. Can I reply or replace my MacBook Air with a MacBook Pro 16 inches? Yes. Is that going to produce a significant improvement on my workflow that when I use the MacBook? I don't know. Probably well, and, no. And think about it this way. Let's take let's take the MacBook example and let's take the, the Google phone example. Mm -hmm. When you upgrade that hardware, what's the real benefit you get? Well, better processing, better speed memory management, power management is usually the, the four things that have the greater, greatest impact. You're still using the same applications. Correct. Same apps. They just run a bit faster. That's fine. Until the software is updated to take advantage of the capabilities of those new tools, you're just running the old stuff just a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And honestly, in most cases, that faster You will not even not, notice. You won't, yeah, you're right. You won't notice it until you have something to compare against it. 
unless you're running it on a much faster machine, mm -hmm. you're going to say, eh, it's about the same. And every device was state of the art at some point in time. <laughs> and so if you have software that was written for when that machine came out, yeah, it's great. You may be able to get it to run faster and better. I, when I do video editing, I would love for my videos to render faster. But really, in my purposes, the cost of the upgrade versus shaving off 20 minutes, 30 minutes off of the rendering time is tough. It's tough to justify. Is, but again, is is that is the software? The software used to be behind the processor capabilities of the machines we could buy. You know, now even the phone processor ability is so high mm -hmm. that it could run whatever most softwares that you run on your PC or your Mac, no that, problem. That's a fascinating point you bring up. Just looking at my own setup here, I know that the desktop that I'm recording this broadcast on is less powerful than my phone. I know my phone's more powerful than it because I know when I got the desktop and I know it's RAM capabilities and I know it's storage and all. And my phone's stronger than that. Now, they run different operating systems, so I can't quite do the same thing. But if I could, the hardware is superior. Does that mean that I can't do this recording any longer because there's a more powerful device out there? No, not at all. Yeah. So we have to, we have to go back. I always like to look at the comparison of the least common denominator. A pencil and a notebook always work. You can buy new notebooks. You can buy fancy notebooks. You can buy new pens. You can... But at their core, they all work the exact same way and they still accomplish the tasks that we've laid out for them. So when we look at our own platforms, we have to say, is this change going to inherently improve or, and the one thing we haven't brought up, allow me to do something I couldn't do before. Give me a new capability. And that's where I think often these kinds of upgrades and these kinds of changes in our platform give us a reason to get something, to add something, Correct. to change something up, because it provides us a new capability. If I wanted to do high-end or get into high-end game design, for example, I would never be able to do it on my existing environment. Just wouldn't happen. It's, it's just not built for it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm able to upgrade into that environment, now I have an opportunity to pursue it. And I have to evaluate as part of my platform, what is the cost for that opportunity? Can I try it someplace else? Can I make sure it's a worthwhile opportunity? I have to figure that into the price of admission, for lack of a better term. So let's, let's get off the, the philosophical point for a little bit. Out of the presentations we saw from Microsoft, Apple, Google, and I'll throw Samsung in there, but honestly, come on, guys, you didn't need to do a separate event just for the stuff that you promoted. <laughs> I, 
there was if you watched the Samsung event, that's 20 minutes of your life you're not getting back. Um, it's nice. In a nutshell, you can order custom stuff. You, an announcement. I, I, Press release would have well, been fine. Yeah, at least, at least you know, if I text you privately, you know, fine. Yeah. If you're going to make me waste 20 minutes of my life, of my time, at least throw me a Samsung towel for 20 bucks that well, I could buy. And this is something that I, I brought up on our recap of the Samsung event on um, anything, anything but idle. idle. When they did the release and the Samsung event was all about the Flip 3. And here's this is a perfect example of reactionary upgrade. When the Flip 3 initially was released, there was a lot of hype around it. There still is. It's a very popular device. And people go out, pre-order, early order. I want to get that thing. I want to upgrade. What was it? Two weeks, three weeks later, four weeks later, we now have this bespoke process to custom order. Well, if I ordered my phone anywhere in that first four weeks, I'm out of luck. Matter of fact, I did order a phone during that time period, and I am out of luck for using the bespoke process. So it didn't, while it doesn't negatively impact my platform, it's right. frustrating. It's a little frustrating to say, you know what, I really should have waited. Should have held on a little bit longer to see. But aside from getting on Samsung's case about that, out of all the presentations we've looked at during this this period, what's the one thing that stands out in your mind as, as making the biggest impact on what was presented? And I'll start so that you have mm -hmm. a chance to think about it. For me, it's the Google phones. Okay. I have a hard, now I struggle a little bit because I really want to say two things. I want to say the Google phones and the high-end MacBooks. But when I compare the two, I have to say that the high-end MacBooks cater to a much smaller audience. There's a much smaller group I agree of people with you. that will, one, lay out the money, and two, directly benefit from those improved capabilities. So that, that said, what Pixel has done, what the Google Pixel phones have done, is they have changed the dynamic a little bit, at least initially, in positioning themselves as a flagship level device, high power, and applying a reasonable price tag to it. And if mm -hmm. their pricing was what, it, what other flagships go for, I wouldn't be making that statement at all. If it was priced, Correct. if they were priced the same way, say the Note 20 yeah, Ultra, nine hundred thousand bucks. No, not even close, because I don't think it operates at that level. But the fact that they're offering the Pixel Six at a six hundred dollar price tag, with this new hardware and this new software capability, to me, out of all the things that we saw released, that's the one that has the greatest potential for impact. Because I can cross over from any other device, pick that up, add that into my platform, and know I'm going to get not only the things that I do normally are going to work better, but I have new capabilities that have been handed me. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, that's the one that's made the biggest difference. What about you? What do you think? Well, I'm going to add two. 
I'm going to cheat on that too. One, I'm going to agree with you on. on I didn't add two. Who who says you get to add two? Well, all right, fine. Go ahead. You had the chance. Yeah. So, all right, fine. You go ahead and add two. So the the Google phone, I need to agree with you, and really put Samsung in in a predicament because. When I will get to the store and said, okay, I can you can buy a Google phone for six hundred bucks and it's a flat you know, it's a great phone, high end phone, or you can now come and buy a Samsung device, okay, that the equivalent one is not going to be six hundred bucks. And when you see the six hundred dollar one, you know, the difference is going to be huge. Well, it's going to be hard to buy the Samsung, mm-hmm. okay, when you get to the store. Because, again, a lot of phone users are price conscious. Okay? They are not they are not going there and say, I don't care what it is. I want the latest Samsung phone. No, they, they're going to get to the store and try to understand how to get the best bang for their money. The second one was the AirPods. And... And the AirPods may be because me, okay? I use these things mm-hmm. all day. And the idea of the improvements that they announced, I, I'm allergic to the silicone tips, so I never got the, the pros because of the silicone tips. I don't get anyone who has silicone tips because it gets itchy mm-hmm. on my ear. So the fact that they create a device that, had high quality but do not need those silicon tips that was a big deal the second thing is now they show you a 129 option a 179 option and then a, i think it's a 249 option or yeah so mm-hmm. the reality is that there is a lot of people testing hey the samsung bots bots the google mm-hmm. bots the apple bots and the apples are really, really good. So including now more people, okay, and closing the gap between the cheap, the, the regular second generation and the iPad, the iPod Pro, I think is a great movement from Apple. And they are going to sell a ton of those things. You bring up something that I failed to mention earlier, and it really should be included in, as part of this process. There can be quite a bit of frustration when it comes to these new expensive devices going, hey, mm-hmm. I want to get that. I want to, And it's not an option. I can't. I've already gotten something. I can't afford that. It's outside my budget, things like that. That can create frustration, anxiety, stress, because you feel like you're not operating at what your maximum thing is. I would recommend if you're feeling that way, if you're looking at the devices you have and you really wish you could upgrade to something like that, look at upgrading your peripherals. And since Mm -hmm. you mentioned the AirPods, I think that's a great example of being able to do that. Something that will make an impact with your current platform doesn't have a high price tag, but it will get a significant, you'll feel better using it. So if it's something like upgrading your keyboard or upgrading your mouse, or in in our cases, you know, as podcasters and content creators, upgrading a microphone or Mm -hmm. earbuds, 
those types of things can make an immediate impact without upsetting the apple cart, so to say, and without a huge financial investment. And if you Correct. do a few of those, it can really make a significant difference. Uh, as an example, we went out recently and purchased a new monitor for my wife. So she has a large dual monitor. Didn't spend a lot of money. I believe it was under $200. But that makes a huge difference in her productivity platform. Correct. Doesn't change the processes. Doesn't change the software. Doesn't change the core of the hardware. But it has made her significantly more productive in her home office. And I think that's what we need to take away from these kinds of announcements are... Yeah, these are big announcements. They're supposed to be big announcements. That's the why they put so much hype around them. But use these announcements as, a, as an opportunity to kind of get your creative juices flowing and saying, hey, could I tweak my platform? Could I bring it up a notch and say, work something else into it? Well, and, and I can bring an example of that that you're describing on my own. I got the iPad Pro... 12.9 first generation. Okay, that was what I got. And in a moment, they announced a better keyboard. Okay, hmm. and I saw that's interesting. Okay, how about I find a better keyboard for this option? And I and I found hmm. there was there was a company called Bridge who do super high quality keyboards. They do them for the Surface. They do it from the Chromebooks. They do it also for the iPads. And they do a MacBook level keyboard that mm -hmm. you can use with that. So that was the upgrade that happened between the two iPads. It was a high level upgrade for me to do certain things, especially when I wanted to type much longer hours. That was the mm -hmm. thing. So it's as you said, it's not always the device because sometimes the upgrades are not big enough to that. And it's okay to keep it longer. But then you can find what in that middle can bring new life. What else can I do with this device? What mm -hmm. can I get that a couple of dongles now to be able to expand the use of this device? You know, I, I, I bought a, a device called the Airfly. Airfly, 12,000 do a device called Airfly. Mm -hmm. And what the Airfly does is a little dongle and you can plug on any device and then it will give the connection to the AirPods. Mm -hmm. I love the AirPods. So when we record the show connected to the back of the microphone, it is the Airfly. So mm -hmm. I don't need to have the cables. I don't need to, I just plug in that thing on the back and I can connect it to this headphone or I can unplug it and plug it in on any PC and any machine that I want. And it works like a charm. So those are the things. What are the features that you got excited about it? And it's right. okay. okay. I, I, come on. I watch them all and I get excited, but mm -hmm. I, there are two rules that I have. One is I wait for at least a week uh, on something that they got me on the show. So I said, I already bought this ones, but the plan, I, I was waiting mm. for them to announce, not otherwise I was going to buy another pair like the one I have. So understand that and then wait to see if you really need the coolness they announce or 
what you need is to, hey, maybe it's adjustment, maybe it's software. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know what, I really like, especially on non-iPad devices or iPhone devices, you know what, I really like this announcement. Let me see if somebody on the Android world has come with that software or has come with extension that allows me to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Where we used to have the struggle of getting a piece of software, getting it loaded, you know, getting it installed. That used to be an uphill climb. Now software is anymore. You know, it's at your fingertips. You can you can load as many apps as you'd like. You can download them. You can do, run trials in so many cases. You can buy them directly. You can do in-app purchases. And the, we're talking dollars. We're not talking mm -hmm. you know fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, three hundred dollars for a shrink-wrapped package anymore. So being able to explore the capabilities of the tools that you have and start to push them further and further rather than saying, hey, I don't feel like I'm doing enough on this, so I need to replace this is an entirely different conversation. There's there's an entirely different rationale that comes into play. So I love hardware announcement season. I always oh, love me too when they're rolling these announcements out, I will always look at them. But when it comes to turning my productivity platform inside out because of one of these announcements, it's got to be a really big deal. Or I'm going to get opportunities to do something that I wanted to be able to do and have not been able to to date by doing that. So, all right. So we've kind of belabored the whole hardware thing to death we've got a whole bunch of additional shows in the queue coming up in the near future various different topics coming up i'm going to start to try and post a list of potential show topics coming up in the future if you're interested and you're curious about what's coming up or you want to make a recommendation top for a topic please let us know yes we're always looking for new topics and ideas we can keep coming up with topics but we want to hear what you want to hear so you can follow us on YouTube. You can follow the podcast episodes. I'm, you can follow us over on Augusto's sites or on my sites. There are plenty of places to keep track of what's going on with cross-platform. But cross-platform benefits based on what you want to hear. So with that in mind, you want to carry us out here, Augusto, and we'll wrap up this episode. Yes. Follow us where you like to listen podcasts, like us or subscribe us and leave us a review can also interact with us on personalproductivity.club and you can leave message. We will respond there. So we are Gustu Pinot and Argel Wicks and see you next time from their favorite.